Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. DJ Manny. Manny. Yo. Scoop Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bonds said, yo, the best in the business. That's word yeah, scoop. Man. You either tuning in or reading the word from scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If scoop be said, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews. He give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The joint and the journalist. The GOAT. So why ask? Watch out. If he Watch out. Know about it. If he naming them. Scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it's going up for this talking. This is Scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoop Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop him. B. At Scoop B. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoopy Radio. At the counter where you're buying NBA 2K. At the water cooler. On your TV, everywhere you want to be. I am Brendan Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram, Scoop underscore B, Snapchat, Scoop underscore B. And make sure to subscribe to Scoop B Radio on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app. And make sure that you visit Wooter, the official sponsor of Scoop B Radio. Use the promo code SNOOP, S-N-O-O-P. When you use that promo code on your first purchase, you get lots and lots of savings, so check that out. Scoopy Radio is the only place where you can find never-release interviews with me, sports and entertainment journalist Brandon Scoopy Robinson. And this episode features Ronnie Singh. Who? Oh, sorry. You guys that are gamers know him as Ronnie2K, the face, the marketer behind NBA 2K. The big homie Kyrie Irving is on the cover. Enough out of me, DJ Maniel. Cue the tape in five, four, three, two, one. It's Squilly. Ronnie 2K. Scoopy Radio on the line Scoopy with Ronnie Faye. You guys know him as Ronnie 2K. Kind of the face of, of, of the 2K game, the go-to guy. 
your actual role uh, with 2K is, what is it? <laughs> uh, I don't even know anymore. Uh, I mean, technically, I am uh, the director of consumer engagement, the digital strategy, yada, yada, yada. It's a, it is what it is. You know, there's a lot of day-to-day things that I have to do from a marketing perspective and, and are, like, just general online communications. But uh, obviously, you know, like, the, then there's the whole face part of it, uh, being the, you know, spokesperson for the brand, um, you know, and dealing with our players and celebrities that interact with our game. I mean, that's sort of just kind of fallen on my, on my plate uh, over the years. I want to take a step back. Um, have you ever seen the movie Brown Sugar? No. Okay. So it's a movie Sorry. where... It, no, no, no. It's all good. So it's a movie where basically it's about hip-hop. And in the movie, there's a scene where they ask this, this incurring question. When did you fall in love with hip-hop? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to remix a little bit. When did you yeah. fall in love with NBA 2K? 2B Radio. Uh, that's I've, been, uh, I've been playing it since the Dreamcast days. Uh, I really started playing it a lot, um, you know, right after I got out of college. Um, uh, the, the game that I played a lot was 2K5. So that was the first one that I was like, I played like, you know, 20 hours a day if I could, <laughs> if I could manage it. Um, that that was the one that where I, I really uh, started playing a lot. Um, because I had my Xbox, well, I had my Xbox, original Xbox, um, mm-hmm. before the 360, and I played, I played that game. And that's when I would go on the method boards and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I played, like I said, I played, I had it on Dreamcast. I had it early in the series, um, but yeah, the first one I really got into was 2K5. Yeah, the, to me, the Dreamcast uh, was really the beginning. It was, you know, obviously that was where it, 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 the inception came from. I missed the first 2K. 2K1 um, is what kind of mm-hmm. took me in, and 2K2, the intro music was what really, what really drew me into you know, the, the, the 2K franchise. For me, my question to you is, how important is it for someone to actually love what they do um, and make that a lifestyle? It seems that it's not only just a job for you, it's a lifestyle. How cool is it to actually love what you do and it be part of your work? Yeah, I think that uh, it makes the days at, at the office, and in my case, uh, the days traveling, uh, you know, around the country, around the world, promoting this thing, um, you know, it makes it not really feel like work. I, I say it all the time, but I don't feel like I've been to work for the last almost 10 years. Um, you know, it's it's been a great experience, a, a blessed experience, but I'm also really lucky that I get to work with some extremely talented people and, you know, work on a product that changes a lot every single year. So, it's, you know, it makes my job easy to sell a product that's really good and also you know it, it differentiates itself with an annual release there's a lot of annual releases that don't do that um and uh, you know i think i think we really push the envelope um i'm sure we're going to talk about this later but you know capped off this year with a with a neighborhood having this open world kind of system um that's really just taken it to a, a whole new level We'll be ready on the line with Ronnie K. Marketer extraordinary and 50 million other things. He's, he's positioned one through 15 and has a great team around him that, that supports him over at 2K Sports. 
the rating system. Um, I, for me, uh, I did an interview with um, DJ Clue uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about you know the NBA Live uh, franchise back in 2003 when he did the intro. And he told me that there was like a secret. Uh, he was a, there was a code you could put in, and he could be him. Uh, and he had a rating as high as 96, which I believe was Tracy Grady's at the time on NBA Who Live. Who is this? Sorry. Tra- this, oh, this, was, uh, D- this was DJ Clue, who the, the DJ at Power 105 here oh. in New York City. He did Got the it. intro um, for NBA Live 2003, and he was talking about how he, on, on the NBA Live system, he had a 96 rating. He was an unlocked player. Um, mm-hmm. This was two weeks ago. Uh, switching to NBA 2K, um, ratings has been something uh, that you have been – I guess the go-to guy uh, where people are complaining about different things, John Wall um, and other players have kind of complained to you on Twitter. Is it all in fun mm-hmm. or are people really angry? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think that, you know, it's such a badge of honor for these guys that they are legitimately upset and, uh, you know, nobody ever complains that they're too high. Uh, it was actually funny the other day we were in Vegas right before the New York event and, um, I was, I was calling James Worthy his rating. He's like, oh, it was 82. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, 95 on the all-time Lakers team. He's, he's like completely blown away. I was like, of course, the older guy thinks that his rating is makes him humble as opposed to you know the younger guys. But um, it is, you know, it is a badge of honor. But it is also pretty orchestrated. I'm, I'm buddies with John. I'm buddies with um, a lot of these guys. And, you know, even the ones that say they don't play our game like the Jordan Clarksons and whoever of the world, you know, I, I've, they've asked me to verify that on the park before, like, and we can track their gamer tag and I can very much see that they're, you know, active players of the game. But, uh, you know, it's just, it is definitely tongue in cheek. It's definitely orchestrated. I'm sure you saw the thing with John Collins and um, Brandon Ingram uh, a couple of weeks ago where we had, him dunk on on uh, Brandon, and then we had him get dunked on by Brandon. You know, just that was pretty orchestrated as well. There's a lot of you know we want to just make as much noise as possible. Um, so there's we just go after the vehicles to allow us to do that. Have you guys ever gotten a rating wrong? I'm sure. You know, like even internally, we definitely disagree. Um, but, you know, we definitely, it is a very systematic thing. And like a lot, sometimes an NBA player will come back and say, hey, here's the reasons why I think I should be higher and, you know, really lay it out. And, um, you know, with field goal percentage and efficiency and like really have had looked into it. And look, you know, there's 450 guys. And not only that, we're le- we're measuring against legends and stuff too. So like, Scooby you know, it, it's a... It's a more holistic thing when you're comparing, you know, Gary Payton versus Steph Curry. Uh, sure. When we're thinking about it in that way, so it's uh, it's it, it is a challenge, and you know, there, we can have definitely been wrong. But the nice thing about it, and the fun, most hilarious thing about it to me, is like day one of the season, if somebody goes off, we can change the ratings up or down, whatever we need to do. Obviously, we don't do it that fast generally because like mm-hmm. we want a little bit of a sample size, but. But, you know, it's that rating is just the starting point. It's dynamic, and um, if somebody earns their rating higher based on their play, then, you know, we increase it. Here's my question. You talked about a systematic approach. I I don't know what you do every day, um, and I'm curious. What is, in layman's terms, what 
is the systematic approach. How do you guys measure those uh, quantitative that quantitative data for ratings on on ratings? Oh yes. yes. So it's an algorithm of a bunch of like the inner ratings. Obviously, everybody looks focuses on that one aggregate number. But you know, the, everybody has. I think I don't remember the exact number, but it's something like I want to say it's right around forty other individual ratings. Maybe it's even more than that. Um, mm-hmm. The three-point shooting, uh, shooting off the dribble, defense and offensive awareness, uh, things like that. Like that all come together in a formula to to create that one number that everybody's focused on. You know, there's a lot of guys that do certain things really, really well, and yet they put out the rating of their overall, and everybody's like, oh my god. He's such a good three-point shooter. Why aren't you guys talking about that? It's there. He, he might be a 99 three-point shooter, but he might be a, you know, 78 rated player. Who who knows? Like, if you, but we're we're looking to balance it as much as possible and show off a balanced rating based on a variety of skills, just so everybody can have one relative system. I mean, this this science is like happening throughout sports. Like, mm-hmm. how do you bring defense into um, the rating, like baseball, I think of baseball all the time with like, now they have all these advanced sabermetricians that are like, you know, FIP is the new ERA is the new wins, right? It's the same kind of principle with, with basketball. This is ever, ever changing and we have to be on top of it. And that's what's, you know, creating these ratings. The game has changed a lot since like when, when the first two games came out, it was a very post, Base game, and now obviously it's about threes rather than twos. If you're hitting them at a high, high enough efficiency, like you shoot two, you sh- you shoot forty percent from three. That's like shooting two, you know, sixty percent from two. Sure, the true efficiency is uh is is a part of the game. Like these are the things that we have to adapt over time. Surely, you talked about Lonzo Ball. His dad is actually someone in the uh, neighborhood that you can text message at on mm-hmm. the neighborhood. Did you guys actually like consult with him? How does that process work to actually get him and his likeness on the game? Yeah, we uh, we talked to him a lot. His fans are big fans of the game, um, so you know we uh, we um, figured out a way to work with him, and uh, it's it's interesting because he's you know he's such a character. Um, <laughs> But, you know, a lot of people are talking about him, and we thought it'd be kind of funny, like, just in real life, if you're mouthing off and to a LeVar Ball on Twitter, he's going to call you out. So, like, why not have that in our game? We're trying to be as authentic as possible. So whatever elements allow us to do that, whenever the other party is willing and able to be participate, then why not? We're, we're going we're gonna to try to make it happen. There's some cases where, you know, the other party isn't interested. Uh, you know, there's several legends that are missing from our game. And we would love to have them involved, but it, it takes two to tango. So it yeah. is what it is. I talked to Charles Barkley, and he t- he said that the you know he would like more money donated to the the, the retired players association. That's probably not your lane. What, what would it take? But what would it take? It would take him uh, figuring out how to be involved. I mean, it's it's on the t- we would we we have the three other um, guys that do the uh, the show in the game. You know, we figured out a way to make it work with them. So we've talked to Charles over the years. He's obviously been a part of our game in other ways, such as mm-hmm. you know um, the 
dream team and, and whatnot. So it's something obviously we'd like to do, but it's you know it has to be done in a uh, in a way that works for everyone. Is hoodie mellow really a thing? Is hoodie mellow really a? Th- I mean, he exists. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he is a imaginary character um, in our game at this moment. Like, meaning we're not exactly sure what we're going to do with him. And of course, you know, there's rights issues with that too. So we'll see what happens. But Buddy Mello is definitely something that's interesting to us. So we'll see. Over the summer, uh, you have been kind of an internet scoopy radio always been a star but an internet star um you were seen at Harrison Barnes's wedding in the T Grizzly uh-huh. uh, Steph Curry dance. How organic was that and how cool was that to be part of that viral video? Oh I'm sorry, which I didn't hear the second half of that. I was at Harrison's wedding but what? I guess you were you were seen in that video. Um uh, when Oh when, I was uh, in the uh Steph dance video? Yes. How cool was that? Uh, it was cool. I mean, I've known Steph in a long time, and um, Kyrie, uh, obviously, is a cover athlete, so I'm pretty close with both of those guys. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think after, right before then or right after then, I was actually talking to Steph for a good, like, 10, 15 minutes about a variety of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't seen them all summer before then, so we were just catching up. But, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I. As far as the dance video goes, it is what it is. I was at the wedding. I was caught on camera. What are you going to do? Nothing. My follow-up to that is uh, Steph Curry. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, obviously, when you guys started promoting the uh, video game, all promotions had him on the, as a Cavalier in the Cavalier's uniform. And you guys recently announced that you guys will uh, re-release another cover with him on the, on the Boston, Boston Celtics at a, at a later time. To change those covers is as, as much as a headache as people may think. Uh, I I think it's probably more of a headache than a lot of people think. It's I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Obviously, our game comes out seven days from today. Um, this is the Friday before launch, um, and you know we just got a finalized cover yesterday. Trade only happened what four or five days ago, so okay. or, or yeah. it became official anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's, but there's obviously, and manufacturing doesn't happen overnight. Like, we don't turn a switch on and, you know, the games are produced. So there's there's a lot uh, of effect at retail, you know, like there's signage that's going to be there that's going to be Cavaliers. For us, though, it's it's fine. I mean, he was such a focal point for the uh, NBA this offseason, just a, a huge conversation piece. So, it's it's nice that people relate that huge transaction in the in the league to thinking about what it how it impacts 2K and, and that cover. So all in all, it's it's a good thing. But the, yeah, there are obviously procedural um, things that are are difficult about it, but nothing that you know we're overly challenged by. We make it work. You talked about the neighborhood. I actually got a chance to play it uh, last week. Um, over yep. the years, 2K has always been innovative or cutting edge and just having different um, 
magnitudes are just different. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, Spike Lee, he curated something. I remember when, you know, the Karimo, the LeBron back in 2K14, um, he played on different teams and other guys came on. What is special about the neighborhood? Um, I mean, there's a lot that's special about the neighborhood. To be kind of open world, first of all, but like, I think it's been a long progression. You know, we had career for the first time in 2K10, and just the, the path that we've set since then, you know, we implemented Space Scan 2K15, we had the park 2K14, we had uh, elements of, um, you know, esports with like joining people up with crew in 2K11, GRC in 2K, what, 15, 16, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, obviously, the pro in the last couple of years, there's been, like, a, a long path, and all of them have had a purpose. You know, like, first it was career, then it was, like, let's, how do we, um, you know, get people to play, like, join, a, like, become a gang of community people that find each other and, and you know, want to play together, squad up, whatever. That was an emphasis. How do we make you look like yourself? That was an emphasis with base camp. So, like, all of these steps were leading towards this and now you know with the neighborhood now you have an open world to go be yourself play it however you want but also socialize with a ton of people in our community and find make friends and squad up and play in pro-am play in park play in whatever um you know it was it was this huge progression towards where we are now and again that doesn't happen overnight either like we were just we were just talking about the fundamental issues with the Kyrie cover. There's no switch we turn on tomorrow and all of a sudden we have the neighborhood. But something as big as that, it was a lot of work um, by an extremely talented group of developers that I get to work with. Um, and it's it's really exciting. But, it, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's years of labor as opposed to something that we just turned on one night. Besides the neighborhood, what else can people look forward to in the new NBA 2K18 game they released? Yeah, I mean, the gameplay is obviously the first thing that you always think about with us. It's, it's by far plays the smoothest. The prelude is out today. The fans are really digging uh, the gameplay so far. So, you know, we're known, renowned for our, our gameplay. Uh, we also have the legend teams, um, all-time teams. So every NBA franchise has the top 15 guys for each um, franchise that comprise each one of them. You know, like every other mode is my team, my GM, my league. Um, every other mode has taken a huge step up. So there's, there's a lot to do. If you're, if you're a my team fan, you know, we introduced a very um, big feature that people were requesting with uh, draft mode and the uh, Titan playoffs. So, um, you know, there's something for everyone with the game. You can play it however you want. Um, but we're really excited about, about our offering this year. In the past of football, people often talk about the Madden curse. Um, and for you guys, uh, you know, it started in NBA, in NBA 2K14 where LeBron was on the cover. Uh, he ended up going back to Cleveland when he was he had a heat uniform on. KD was on 15 and he ended up going to the Warriors mm-hmm. in 2016. Paul George is now on the OKC Thunder. Is it kind of like crazy to you when you sit and you look at all these different conspiracy theorists come up with different things for covers? Uh, and for you guys, it's not been injuries, but it's been free agency. I think it's just a cultural thing that um, people want to 
build a cohesive narrative. And it is kind of funny that within 18 months, every single one of our athletes moved since uh, 2K14 outside of 2K16. I mean, there's not there's no it's not a pattern because 2K16 we have three guys, and I, I believe none of those three have moved. Um, so, but yeah, our last four individual cover athletes uh, have moved teams within 18 months. It's funny, but you know, it's, uh, I think they just think about the NBA in general. Like there, there's been a lot of player movement. It's been very exciting. And sure. I think it, it, the, the huge stars are moving. I, I don't think other leagues are having that. So, I mean, as much as I'd like to say it's a 2k thing, I, I think it's just more the way the league is going. Ronnie 2k on the line with Scoopy radio. A couple more questions. I interviewed, uh, producer Jallo Beats a couple years ago um, and I asked him what was the craziest place that he ever got recognized and he told me that he was at a wedding and literally somebody saw him walk in and they yelled Jallo Beats holla at me and the whole wedding party fell out laughing that's his tagline when he puts uh, songs out for you my question to you is what is the craziest two places that you've ever been recognized in public what is the craziest place I've ever been recognized yeah um I, I, I'm always stunned that I get recognized anywhere, but now it feels like it's happening every day, multiple times a day. It's pretty crazy. But um, I, I'd say the funniest was uh, All Star a couple years ago. I uh, got diverted. I don't know if you went to that All Star in Toronto. Oh, the yeah, weather was so bad coming back to New York. Play. Yeah, and but like I, I had to go back to New York for some uh, meetings that are uh, take two office or corporate headquarters and uh i got diverted to boston and then it was just it took me 12 and a half hours to get from toronto new york which is usually like i don't know less than an hour flight mm-hmm. um and uh i got diverted to boston and going through security and i had like the longest day and like the whole tsa like recognized me and like wanted to take pictures and started taking pictures and then their boss like saw it from the eagle in the sky or whatever and came down and just yelled at him. It was, I felt so bad, but like, it was pretty funny that to have that happen. Um, that's probably the one that makes me laugh when I look back. And that weekend wasn't a typical weekend because that snowstorm came like that Monday after all-star weekend. That's why you were stuck for 13 hours. Yeah. That's where I was. That's where I was stuck. But also, I mean, it wasn't in either of the, it was in Boston randomly, like of all the places where I, <laughs> like, even though I was at there for a basketball, a 2K basketball thing, um, it happened in a r- totally random city on my way to New York. Yeah. Culture, cult, cult following and, and people just really falling in love with the game for you. Um, how often do you actually play 2K? Are you, I'm, I'm assuming you're traveling like crazily when you get downtime, yeah. are you playing 2K or doing other stuff? Um, you know, I play it a lot, especially, but there is also like me to take a break from it. There's been a couple of years where I played it less than I wanted to. And I'll, I'll fully admit that 17 was one of those. I didn't play it a million hours like I used to. It's just tough with the travel. And my travel was pretty crazy this past year, but 18 with a neighborhood, it's going to be a whole new thing. And I love the gameplay so far. So I think I'll be playing 18 quite a bit. But again, you know, when you work somewhere and do do it, it it is a love of labor, and like working on it um, is is enough of a kind of clenching of the two K that sure you know it's not. I'm not gonna ever 
be on the leaderboards like I used to be in 2K5. You know, like I won't be a top 10 player. There's just no time. And some of our awesome fans are, you know, play it thousands of hours within a, a single campaign. I, I, I unfortunately can't do that anymore. No. Understand so, so for those young people who are sitting and they're listening to you and they, they like your story, they like how you move, um, what steps would someone have to take to be in your position? College wise, socially I, I don't I don't know if like school was really the key to it. I mean I had a a lot of um the people I work with have very different paths to having done what they've done. Like I didn't have any media training, you would think that like with all the stuff I do in the media that I I would have would have, but I I haven't. Um, and you know, as far as engineering, I mean, if you want to be a developer, you definitely want to you know take engineering classes and and the like. But um, there's different paths. Like there's a, a lot of the people, even in my marketing department that I work with, they started in as a QA tester. Or, you know, we have some people that started as um um you know, a variety of things working in other sports organizations. Chris, you know, LD2K, he uh, used to work on Lakers videos. It's just, if you're really passionate about it, you can, like I've always said, if you're really passionate about something, you can make money doing whatever you want um, as long as you really, really go for it and figure it out. Yeah. So, and that's, that's really, I, I mean, developers, you definitely need software skills, but you know, generally, you can get here in other ways. We have we've hired a bunch of people that had, you know, did the YouTube thing for a while, and mm-hmm. were really useful. I I basically got hired at the very beginning because I used to go on the forums and like write about our game all the time way back mm-hmm. in the day. So, you know, it's there are many paths to get here. Um, I, I think that everybody has their own story. Last question. If you weren't Ronnie 2K, what would you be doing career-wise? I have zero idea. No, <laughs> um, I think I'd still be in sports some some in some fashion because I've always had a passion for that. Um, I used to work for a sports team before I started 2K as well, so I think that's probably where I'd be. You know, I started to be a, a sports agent, so maybe I'd be in, in that world. Um, but, uh, you know, I think gaming is also just a huge business. So, it, honestly, it probably wouldn't be far from what I'm doing now. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I love sports and gaming is a huge business in this day and age in entertainment. I mean, like, the movie business is tailing off, TV is tailing off, video games is like the, the new frontier. I, yeah. I, um, I guess I'm saying I, I'm exactly where I should be. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. And I didn't ask, did you actually play? Did I play basketball? Yeah. Yeah, I played in college. I played at uh, UC San Diego. They were, they were D2. I was okay. Um, but uh wasn't good enough to play in the NBA. Let's go that way. <laughs> Two guard, three, four? I used to play three. I was a three. Okay. You turned your passion into a career. I respect that, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. Ronnie, thank you so much for your time, my brother. No worries. Thank you very much. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. I love it. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 